Welcome to another edition of Michael L. Craver Presents. I'm loving the the summertime. I always listen when I hear the word summertime. I think of two things: Will Smith and, and uh, Jazzy Jeff have the old summer, summer, summertime. Lay back, cause it's summertime. And then there's. The Summertime Blues, which I remember first hearing, it seems like in Caddyshack. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. Anyway, um, I think that, you know, everybody should be out there and just enjoying the opportunity for, I call it photosynthesis. I've written about this many times in my writing, the time that you can enjoy photosynthesis for your soul now the process what most people refer to photosynthesis sun coming down rejuvenating the plants all kinds of energy they flourish they bloom we thrive and then you know a lot of those plants are things that are attached to edibles Uh, you guys have your own selections of what you enjoy in terms of edibles Grammarly does more than catch errors. With Grammarly, you can find really good, no, perfect words that make your writing sharp or explicit or excellent or distinctive. As a matter of fact, for what it's worth, Grammarly can, yeah, that's long. We can get rid of that and this, good, and this, or how about this? Grammarly helps you be concise. If your tone might make someone feel like this, Grammarly can remind you. It would help if you soften your tone. And if you need the support, Grammarly encourages you to write confidently. Because the better we all communicate, the better we connect. Grammarly, helping you connect. Go to Grammarly.com and download today. But I think that, you know, the the opportunity to just enjoy energy is what I've been doing, right? I have an elliptical sitting behind me. I put 65 miles on it last week. And there's a couple of days I didn't work. So, uh, and when I say work on the elliptical, so you're talking, you know, there's a couple of days I put 25 miles on there. So, just to show you the... Roller coaster of inequity. I think that, you know, I referred to having a dating profile in my previous uh, episode, which I have since closed and thrown out the window. I I love interacting with people. I do it professionally. It's what I get paid to do. And being a person who's high-functioning or with... Asperger's or beyond, it's often hard to find common ground. Yeah, we all live in America, but look, I don't mean common ground like a public park. I mean common ground like, you know, we have English 
fucking dictionaries and standards and you know I'm not saying you got to go out there and buy the Chicago code and be loyal to formatting and punctuation and you know, aspire to be the administrator of grammarly.com I am however looking at you in terms of someone who uses common language common ground we're not just eating things up selfishly all oh, this means this to me doesn't mean the same thing to you let me tell you something periods commas capitalization i mean those are just presentation marks right you could just read through an entire email of lowercase letters misspelled things anybody ever seen that i think it's from stanford maybe you've seen the email that's out there where they reverse letters and there's all kinds of experimentation going on there and the point of it being that if you can read that email to the bottom and comprehend it you you know what i mean that's where it comes from it's right there you can read it as layman rhetoric and you get the idea though it's misspelled though it's presented in this horrible way that would never get through an english class would never get you a good grade you are able to comprehend it and that's the fundamental of what I'm saying here, there's so many of these individual interpretations of what go on in the world that folks just, they say it their way, and if you don't get it, then I'm, you know, I'm the guy with the podcast, right? If I tell you something that you don't understand, that's your problem. You've got to remember that that comes from a place of structure, and so if I'm telling you something that is structured in what is considered the professional, right, the proper way that will pass an English test and it will get you a good grade and you will go on to have success as uh, judged, then I think what I'm trying to say to you is if you don't get 3 plus 3 equals 6, that's your problem. It, that's what it equals, right? That's the proper way to do it. There's all kinds of strange things that you could do. You own your own business. You've got your own business plan, your mission statement. You want to have the right to throw somebody out, refuse them service? Exercise it, right? Maybe your business is low, slow. It's just not what you want it to be right now. What's Michael going to do? Well, I'm going I'm to tell you that from a background of being in leadership and business, from managing and just from going to school, that the proven methods, the ones with the highest average of a good outcome for you, are going to be supply and demand, pricing index. So go in there and have a sale. Shoot out an email blast, a coupon, a text. Let the world know I'm going to do something at a discount to build up my clientele. So what you do, you start out a new business, you run it at a lower cost. I'm sorry. You run it at a higher cost, a lower cost to the consumer. And they get in to your customer base at a discount. And later, your products and your time and so forth are worth a premium. And then you charge a higher price because they can't even get a booking. So guess what? When your bookings are all full, you can charge what the hell you want for the ones that are empty. Because anybody will pay a higher price to get in there. And it's just how that works, right? If you don't have business, lower your prices down to intrigue some kind of business because something is better than nothing. And those of you out there 
who might imagine things. You might be vicariously uh, living through your streaming service, through dead wrestlers, whatever it might be. Something's better than nothing. As George Carlin says um, on Election Day, he says, he says, I stay home. And, um, and secondly, I don't vote because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around, I know. They say, they say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote and you elect dishonest, incompetent people and they get into office and screw everything up, well, you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, who did not vote, who did not vote, who, in fact, did not even leave the house on election day. I'm in no way responsible for what these people have done and have every right to complain as loud as I want about the mess you created that I had nothing to do with. So I know that a little later on this year you're going to have another one of those really swell presidential elections that you like so much. You'll enjoy yourselves. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure as soon as the election is over, your country will improve immediately. As for me, I'll be home on that day doing essentially the same thing as you. The only difference is when I get finished masturbating, I'm going to have a little something to show for it, folks. He says he's doing the same thing that Americans are doing by voting and using his hand for a masturbatory uh, visual aid, right? He said, we're all doing the same thing. We're all just jerking off. I've just got a little something to show for it, right? Something is better than nothing because he didn't think politics get you anywhere. I think that one of the most fundamental things that I do is to find ways to connect with people. At least I try to at a different level than what I'm used to. And I love that diversity, that complex challenge that's right in front of me. Oh man, this guy doesn't have the same educational background. He doesn't have any, you know, the same culture, personal experiences. But we have the possibility of communicating, and I'm going to explore that possibility, right? I'm the underdog guy. I spoke about this on the last episode. I'll fight for something that probably shouldn't work, just to show that in those rare occasions, it can work. I had that dating profile, and people were all about throwing me uh, into pro uh, positions. No, 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 no. They were giving me propositions. You see, there's a difference. It's all spelled the same way enunciated differently a little the difference in spacing right pro propositions sounds like something from the moonlight bunny ranch look people they develop habits and they are habitual creatures but under the right circumstances whether you think that's rock bottom a revelation enlightenment they change their minds their methods and they will, in times of change, um, surprise you. And if you're a person who doesn't believe in change, and it takes you a long time to observe that, or you got to document this, mm-hmm, January, February, March, okay. You know, you got a son, and I talked about this in previous episodes of Enabling, where you got somebody who's got a stain on their record, whether it's a criminal thing, whether they were an addict, whether they did something you didn't like, whatever it might be. That is what they will be known by forever. Perhaps 
old Bundy over there scored four touchdowns in a high school football game. You know, it Married with Children is based off of that premise where the, it never got any better than they were when they were younger. That was their high point or what they would be known for. And so in order to be consistently interesting or to show people that you are dynamic and relevant, right, because people will frame you like that. They'll stick you on the wall and that's it. That's right, I graduated from Stanford University, 1972. All right, great. What did you do since then? It's been 50 fucking years. Well, uh, I've been doing, you know, and, and tell them about it. And so maybe you can establish a story, a resume, whatever it might be. You can tell these wild tales. But what you can really see, I really see that diploma on the wall. What have you done since then? I want to see some evidence. You know, and so then you got to pull out the photos and YouTube and Facebook and... It's just so strange to me how uh, you may see somebody that you paint this picture of and you go, I heard about you. I know all about you. From who? From somebody else? Do you take everything from their perspective? Are you using their prescription drugs? No, you're not. Oh, so you might have a unique perspective inside of your own social security number, driver's license, license plate. There's all these ways that we as an individual can be identified, right? And I've never understood just taking somebody else. I'm going to go look at the reviews on this and see what everybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that when you're just a member of the crowd? Do you go where everybody else goes to eat and so forth? Or you have a unique story and journey through life, right? Find out for yourself. Read the ingredients. Check out the packaging. Talk to the person. And have your own individual interpretation. Now, I don't shrug off. I don't disregard that it's wonderful to have a series of tests that can be done, right? You've got the FDA, you've got the CDC, you've got consumer reports, and there are places out there who are going to test things for reliability. Well, I was going to go to this establishment here. I was going to go spend my money with this company and this service, but everybody else says it was dog. Well, maybe it was. And so, you take their word for it. Maybe you still call the guy up and have a conversation. You, you don't know what, you know, he, maybe he fits your needs better than somebody else. Maybe what they were expecting was different than what you're expecting. He may fit your individual circumstances. There's lots of times where, you, you know, I, I've told people for 50-some episodes now. You know, going to the dollar store and all that kind of crap just fills up the landfill, and it's an easy fix to manufacture something, sling it from overseas, filter money, and, and the quality, the reliability is just not there. Maybe for you, you want your set of glasses to come from the dollar store because you don't have the money to put into buying a set from a department store, a chain store that is on the higher end of the pricing spectrum, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I'll just go over to the dollar store and get some, okay, I'm just going to eat off Dixie cups and plastic plates and whatever. Well, you know, the longevity is just not there. This idea that you can take everybody else's word for it, that convenience is the answer, has... What what track record does that have in your life? Do you go to McDonald's and then feel better after eating that food or feel like your body is going to have an extended stay in this world? 
Is that what convenience does for you? You know, you, your economy around you. These local places that make things, sell things, employ people, and finance your schools, your, your municipality, your town, are drying up because of the convenience of you going to Walmart or going to Amazon. So what is it costing you in the big picture? Eh, people aren't looking at the big picture. They're looking at the individual words, like those emails I talked about in the beginning of this podcast. They look at those individual words, and, oh, I can figure out this word. That word. Yeah, but as a total picture, it's like 75% mistakes. Oh, it's okay if you break it down small enough, they're just small mistakes. Is that right? So is that how you take these folks, these situations where you have somebody with a stain, where you judge them forever based on this one thing? Think about the complexity, the hypocrisy in that. You'll take a a person, an event, and judge everything else that happens by that one thing. No, 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 it's more than one thing. All right. So this person has lived 10,000 days. You got 300 a year, 365 a year, times 10 years would be 3,000. So 10,000 years, about 30 years, right? So, <coughs> by the way, that's way off, 28 years, whatever. So a person has lived several decades. They're into their late 20s. They're into their 30s. They're 40s. And you will judge them by a series of individual events and go, oh, well, these are the choices they made. And so, well, that's one day, one choice out of one day. What, what, do, you, what do you have of those, seven or eight? You got seven or eight instances out of 10,000? Is that statistically viable? It's not. Not math- mathematical? Well, that's... You're, you know you're absolutely right. It's uh, one hundredth of one percent. And right now, if these were coronavirus statistics, you'd be having a fit, and you'd be out in the streets and burning your masks and everything else. But when it comes to you judging people and holding people accountable for things like that, it's just it's just ridiculousness. You make perhaps you make individual choices where you run around and do things out of convenience, which are in the big picture going to screw the dynamic of our structure, of our society up. You're doing those on a very consistent basis, not three or four or five times, like several hundred times a year. Let's say you're only doing them 50 times a year. Now, can I judge you by that and carry it with you? Sure, I can. It's my individual right. It's my interpretation. Do you think that would be fair? So is what you're doing fair? It's really strange like that. Oh, well, I didn't get along with so-and-so. How many times have you had disagreements with the best people in your life? Yeah, but... But what? What are you telling me? It's not that you can't, it's that you won't. No, I don't want that. No, it's not what you want. W-A-N-T, right? Swap that letter out. It's a C. It's what you can't. I don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't want to win in the Olympics. You can't win in the Olympics. I don't want to try this anymore. We can't get along. No, that's the difference. You don't want to get along. You could get along. People tough it out under the most hardships of history under unthinkable circumstances. I mean, I'm having trouble making this sentence work, right? 
<laughs> because of the circumstances. And look, you got people who've survived in World War II. They've survived in hostage situations. They survived through poverty, through government assistance, prejudices. And you have all of the means to try to communicate with somebody where you don't have outside forces. Perhaps you don't have hostile intentions between the two of you and you you don't think you could work it out. You couldn't be neighbors, couldn't be friends, can't be together. We're all in this together. Whatever decisions people make, it affects all of us. The influence of people, the influence of individuals is too great now to ignore. And whether you think that you should be held accountable or not, you know, we got a whole system for that. But this idea that you can take and you can make the most of this, what I've made reference to, this poorly written email and go, I got the message, I got the secret code, the Da Vinci code. I can go in and I can win in an escape room. I can download an app on my phone. I can play every video game and I will be the best. Great. Love it. Now, what are you doing in your personal relationships? Well, you know, I've got all these distractions. So when personal relationships get hard, I abandon them. Is that what you are? A quitter? Mm. I look at that and I just... People don't. There's too many options nowadays. Um, and there have been in the past. But there's too many excuses and other avenues that people can pursue. So they don't go after the hard things. And when the going gets tough, and the tough get going or whatever that is, right? That's where nowadays you'll see people more than ever. They'll just click the train tracks over, go down a different path. Mm-mm. Struggle. Mm-mm. I can't make it through struggle. Now, people love those little, little slogans. Oh, the struggle is real. Yes. And so is your abandonment. So is quitting. It's strange too, man. What do you think about that? I would say from a personal perspective, that's a dirty thing to do. I would say you're not hygienic. I would say that you aren't able to cleanse yourself of struggles of difficult situations. And that, I think, is metaphorically where the term throwing the towel comes in, right? If I consider you to be dirty for these character traits, doesn't that make sense? You're dirty. You threw in the towel. You don't know how to clean yourself. It's strange like that, but people, they like easy. They like convenience. And so when I bring those things up, you know, quite frankly, what you're looking at is a situation where they don't want to have to work any harder than what is in their comfort zone. There's an old adage, right? You work smarter, not harder. That's not what Pfizer says. Any complex humor, right? But you should work harder because you see harder results. That's where the risk versus reward comes in. You can work smarter, not harder, but you know, in terms of the human experience, there's more people than ever. So the more things that we automate and make easier, it takes the human aspect out of it. 
So everybody wants to live longer, but they don't work harder to preserve their body. Now, how are you going to live longer if you don't take care of your body? Now there's more of us than ever and more automation than ever. So there's less work physically being done per person. What? No. Think about that, all right? You go back 100 years, everybody's working hard. They're turning a wrench. They're working around the house, the family dynamic, in the fields, right? Because you don't have... The Industrial Revolution is going on, and then you've got the Roaring Twenties. But you don't have the kinds of electronic help, the kinds of transportation that we have. And so people are they're walking. They're out exposed to the heat. Photosynthesis for the soul. That's where the human spirit comes from. They talk about the greatest generation. These people who dropped everything, went to war, manufactured what they needed to. Sacrifice. They worked harder. They were smart. But they worked hard. And there's a balance in the two of those. Folks nowadays think that you have to be right or wrong. There's no compromise. And that's where the ultimate problem comes in. Because it's not that you don't have the ability to. I don't believe that want versus can't is even a factor here. I believe that you can. You just don't see it. You don't understand. It's a lack of education. Now, you could throw in there, they don't. No, they don't want to. I, I don't know that people have enough information to make that decision. People often ask me things, and I'll say, I don't know. I don't have enough information to make that decision. What do you do when you get mad? Talk about it. Get on the elliptical. Play some music. Ride around with the windows down. Shoot some basketball. Now, probably the best thing that we could all do if we get mad is start wiping each other out. I mean, we're overpopulated. It's, we're destroying the planet at this irreversible pace. If nature doesn't, you know, if we don't, nature's going to. So this whole idea that, you know, we can just continue to multiply at some ever-constant rate, increasing rate... Um, those of you who understand that, right? We started out the century with, well, what, like the two billion people, and in a generation it skipped up to almost eight. You know, in two generations it skipped up to almost eight. Yeah, the the power of exponential procreation, of reproducing people. And that's with China, one <laughs> the biggest countries that have a limit to one child per household. Right, and then they're having the, the kid and, and giving them up for adoption. Now they've they've taken that limit away. What do you think the planet will be like in twenty years? You think the summer's hot now? Don't like those hurricanes and devastating storms and rain bombs. Where do you think they come from? You think these are just cycles of nature? No, it's nature's reaction. We've changed things. You make the planet hotter, you change where the mosquito line is, you change the incubation rate for all sorts of diseases, things that would never have made it to certain places in terms of looking at where the equator is and then the mosquito line going higher and higher in terms of elevation. It goes higher in terms of hemisphere, right? Because the closer you get to the poles, the colder it should be. But now it's warming up in a lot of areas. 
And so you see coronavirus spread. You see African killer bees. Yeah, because you've made it habitable for them. It's not because they miraculously just ran across the ocean with their Superman transition. You change the dynamic of the ecosystem. And because the places that you live are warmer, it's comfortable for them to move somewhere else and live there. It's not hard on them anymore. It's not cold, so it's not going to kill them. Everything's not migrating the same. That's right, because it's not warm and cold at a strange contrast like it used to be significantly colder and significantly warmer in different times of the year. Now it's pretty much warmer. Anybody who's in the dark about climate change, is just they're ridiculous. You can look at any number of measurements. You know, yeah, that's true, but uh, things in the past... What would you say? Would you say the economy changes if sometimes the Dow is down a thousand points and sometimes it's up a thousand points? You would just call that cyclical change, right? Well, you know, it's been up before, it's been down before. Who's arguing that? You certainly not do it in terms of politics. Trump's out there going rah, 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 and everybody who sees him is going, yeah, look at the numbers, he's right. But that's a complex argument to have because the stock market being at an all-time high is also the result of a lot of shady stuff that goes on. It was also at an all-time high back in the day before Enron and Arthur Anderson and Tyco and WorldCom and all these places decided to jump right in the toilet. Any of those wonderful companies that have done so much to inspire us in terms of being confident when we put our money in the stock market. (laughs) The federal government has not dealt with it in any way. None whatsoever. They can't seem to come up with laws. It's pretty simple. You don't want another Enron? Here's the law. If you have a company and it can't explain in one sentence what it does, it's illegal. The guys who ran these companies are the greediest people who've ever lived on the planet. That's a fact. This country has a ton of greedy people. And the greediest of the greedy saw what these guys did and went, wow, that's greedy. I wish I'd thought of that. They just made the numbers up. That was simple. I'm so stupid. That's where that comes from. And I just can't express to you enough how every situation needs to be individually interpreted. Yeah, there's there's lots of things that go in cycles, right? Sometimes you're going to be happy. Sometimes you're going to be sad. You as an individual people at large, have now got this wicked change that has gone on with COVID, with just the nature of how we treat each other fundamentally, where depression and these unhappy feelings are at an all-time high for so much of the population. 
You might be one of these people. You fight that on a daily basis. So I don't want to get up and do nothing. That's right. You don't have to work hard on a regular basis. I see other people doing it, and it's so easy. It's because we engage in nonsense. I'm going to go on YouTube like that guy. Why? What's he doing for you? He's entertaining you, so you pay him a premium. The guy's got no effort into it. He puts it on YouTube and everybody can watch it. He didn't have to come to your town. Why would you put your money into these sort of fiascos? I understand the guy's at the bar and he's playing his guitar and you go up and you put something in the tip jar. You buy a CD afterwards. You want to support somebody you can shake hands with, somebody you can see and spend time with. These people are not even giving you their time. They're doing things in order to coerce you into making money. That's a weird word, isn't it? Coerce? Co, that sounds like we're doing it together. No. They're screwing you. You're not screwing them. There's, let's be very clear here. The only coercion that's going on is they're trying to screw you and you're allowing yourself to be screwed. I can't believe I bought this cheap thing and it doesn't work. Didn't last. No, it didn't last. But you don't know anything about materials. You didn't go to school and then study chemical equations. What do you know about technology? What do you know about your computer? Hey, man, you know anything about computers? Yeah. <laughs> you should, too. We're all alive. Take your downtime and stop watching Adult Swim or whatever you're doing. and Take the moments that you're... That's especially if you don't have a car and you're on the bus or whatever. Be educating yourself and reading things and watching things. This idea that you look around and you see how easy it is for celebrities or other... They've got so much money and they're not doing anything. What do they got to show for it? Well, people like them. People like Mount Rushmore and Stone Mountain and the Washington Monument and whatever. That stuff is set in stone. It ain't moved in how long? It's likable, right? You can put a picture up there and people can send it likes. But it's not producing anything for you and neither are these fools. Oh, they're entertaining me. Where did you stop having the ability to entertain yourself? To have conversations with other people, to engage and be part of the human experience with the neighborhood, with the people right around you. You've taken this model of I'm going to order it from somewhere else. I'm going to go somewhere else for convenience. I'm going to cut out all the nonsense. I'm going to buy it at the cheapest price. And you're doing the same thing with your communication. You're communicating with people digitally. Not as much face-to-face -face time. You're not having the intimate conversations. Your neighbors don't know your dirt. You don't want to know them. And you you know, don't even look at them when they're going to the mailbox kind of thing. That's so sad to think about. Because you have the opportunity to build a real-time relationship with somebody right there who can... What did I say in the last episode? Who could drag you out of your burning house when the fire department that you hope is going to get there fast... May or may not be backed up. But your neighbors could help. Well, they're either good people or they're not. No, you develop personal relationships, asshole. You can't just treat people some kind of way, judge them based on some 
you know, certificate they've had on the wall for the last 40 years. Look at him and label him. Oh, he's a bum. He'll never be anything. Oh. And it's up to him to defy you, right? You can't help him along the way. There's no sense of compromise or support, right? You can't have personal integrity. Look at it in terms of, you know what? I could increase his chances of success. And you could, but you're not. Often people don't look at what it takes to, to be educated, to know how to help people. They think there's one track, right? Well, there's something wrong with me. I, I gotta call the doctor up. What have you been eating? Well, you know, I finally went out and tried that Greek food last week. Oh, so you changed one variant in your life, and now you're having an adverse reaction. Oh, is that what it is? Look at it in those terms. I mean, it's just silly that people... You change your routine. The outcome changes. Happiness and depression vary in terms of their levels. And you don't notice that one thing causes the effect in the other area? Come on. I mean, that's just self-awareness. Well, he's been upset, so he hasn't been doing good at school. Then cheer him up. Help him do better at school, and maybe he'll be happier. You can approach this from both sides of the table. It's very simple. That does not guarantee an outcome, right? But you're trying. You're putting in the hard work. Perception, acting on what you see, is really the first step. It's not the first step. But once you can notice the choices you're making, and then you can tie that into different outcomes, it's very easy for you to be able to look around and say, this change may have led to this thing. Oh, man. Mm, but I really like that thing. All right. Then try to find the balance. That's the compromise. I really want to ride around in this expensive car. Yeah, but you don't make enough money for that car. Well, maybe if I work more, right? You're trying to balance it out for something you want. It's not that you can't. And that's where this variation between me and other people has come in in terms of being able to communicate. Like, I just, I've gotten to where I'm old enough that I have the ability to compromise. I bring everything that I could possibly want to bring to the table at this point. I am uh, constantly looking at whether the financial decisions that I make are leading to security is a good word. but So I just bought my daughter this wildly expensive computer. It, uh, <coughs> it turns out I bought her the same computer I bought my son last year for his birthday. It's just a drastically different price this year. And it, it's fine, but I felt really stupid paying that much after I knew that. However, I'm working extra to balance the books. I'm going to put more money in because more money went out. And then, you know, there's there's other things coming along. You know, there's, there's birthdays in August and sun in September. And 
sun in November. Uh, of course, you got Christmas coming up and, and everything else. So it's um it's an interesting dance at this point in my life. And I hope that other people are out there looking at every single decision they make and how it affects the different things. Yes, when you correct every word in your message, right? You got this long message. I'll tell you what, if you can figure out all the individual words, you... You're compromising, and what you're compromising is that you are willing to read those things and try to, you know what I mean, and get the same point out of the message. When there's what I would consider to be punishment, there's no punishment given to the person who just rifled that off incoherently, and you made sense of it. There are folks who are not... In the best set of resources. They, they don't have the best mindset. They don't have the best upbringing or genetics. And so they cannot communicate clearly. They're not going to think the same as you and I. I don't think the same as you. In a lot of ways, I feel blessed by that. Oh, Michael, he, he has trouble getting along with people. And I go, all right, well. Michael, you always think you're right. Well, what are you framing, right? I, I have an episode on this. How big is your bubble? Is it you? Are you the bubble? Or are you thinking in terms of planetary bubble? Thinking in terms of the solar system. Because when I look at things, I draw back and remove the selfishness out of everything that I can. And look at it and go, okay, this decision is, oh man, I'm going to get her this computer. But she's going to be able to, all right. And you hope that the computer is reliable, that she takes care of it, that there's happiness and balance and all those things. But really, making the decisions that I do, and if you want to argue about right versus wrong, it's just one outcome versus another. I don't Right and wrong is a really strange way to start labeling things. And there you have it. McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich. This isn't just another chicken sandwich. No, it's more than that. It's the crispy chicken sandwich. From the makers of the world's most stolen fries. It's the juicy chicken sandwich from the place that offers extra napkins for a reason. It's the tender chicken sandwich from the creators of a sandwich phenomenon. So you won't just be biting into a chicken sandwich. You'll be biting into McDonald's new crispy, juicy, tender chicken sandwich. Introducing McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwiches. I may pull back and say, okay, you think this was the right decision. This was the correct, the best choice in these circumstances. All right. And these circumstances extend this far. But perhaps I'm looking at it and going, okay, you have these sets of circumstances. This is how far they go. This is how big that circle is. And you have a happy medium in that bubble with your choice. Okay. Now, Michael makes a different choice. It's going to introduce something that could be unhappy in that small bubble. could be a little bit nerve-wracking. Might not be what you like. But when you take your bubble... And sling it into the broader, bigger picture. 
You like shooting a t-shirt into a crowd at a uh, sporting event, right? They catch that thing, and they interpret it how they want to. Maybe they're happy with it. Oh, this is one size fits all. You're happy to just be part of it, right? You're happy to have the interaction. But at the end of the day, like this person designed this thing, this idea. That maybe it's what makes them happy, their career, their choices, their convenience, and all those things. And it keeps them and their households from struggling. That's right. It's me, and it's my loved ones, and I spend this amount of money, and I go to the dollar store, and I have food and nutrition stamps, and I do this, and that's how it's going to work. And it balances things. I go, okay, are you taking any classes? Are you doing something to add to your skill set, your resume for the future, increase your income? No, I'm just, I got the Waffle House going, and it's fine, and everything's, well, what about when the cost of living increases? What about when your car actually wears out, and then you have to add a car payment into your budget? Well, I guess I'll just work extra hours and do it. That is an option. But if I tell you that you ought to enhance your skill set, perhaps look at another avenue, right? You know how to do this, but what if you wanted to manage the place? What if you wanted to do something to increase your education and be more marketable? You could work the same amount of hours and make more money. You might progress, as they say. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I ain't got time for all that. You got time to work extra hours, but you don't have time to put in the extra hours into the education. It's really where do you want to invest those resources? There's so many people who are stuck in that. They're on that hamster wheel. They have developed a budget, and then they've got an iPhone, and they got a car, and they got okay. And their budget is based on this amount of hours and this availability and their household is somewhat stable like that. But the smallest thing, you know, car trouble, whatever, several hundred dollars a month, a couple thousand, would destroy their budget. And their happiness, right? Because they would have to either be away from home more, change childcare, their bills will increase, maybe they're without transportation, maybe they have to give up a service that they don't want to. I guess I'm going to have to turn off the Netflix this month, right? They did not build into their habitable choices. It's it's habitable. It's palatable. It's maybe not your first choice. Maybe you're just struggling to get by. But the missing factor in that equation is that there's no excess. The excess is to go out to eat, to go to the water park, maybe. It's... It's not designed in a way that you are putting money into stock and security and savings or petty cash or, yeah, I'm saving money into this other account for a rainy day, you know, because we might want a bigger house someday or the kids have to go to college. or They don't look at it like that. They just don't plan like that. They're not working extra to put extra money away every month that they may or may not use. They don't have that blind faith and that sort of, equation going on in their household in their budget and you can look at it in terms of they get a little more time at home because they're not working 50 hours they get a little more time or a little more peace of mind because they're not working as hard as someone who's in leadership they don't have to know all that extra stuff they don't have to make those decisions they don't have to carry that stress but the risk versus reward that they have is that their reward will never be as big as the other person's reward This envious jealousy kind of thing that some people have for people who work 40 to 60 to 80 hours or whatever, they look at that and they go, I can't believe these people are living in that kind of house and they got that kind of car and 
What are they doing for a living? What's their education? Oh, I'm sure somebody just gave it to them. You just gave it to them? Is that what you think the average person is like? I don't think you guys have ever sat down and looked at the statistics of inheritance in this country. But it's it's just ridiculous in terms of the inheritance um, numbers. You know, it's it's a small, a very small part of a very small percentage of people who actually inherited their wealth from somebody else, and, and, and significant wealth at, at that level. This idea that somebody around you, that you're coming into contact with in your neck of the woods when you have these hardships, is one of these folks who just has it easy. No, somebody's working hard for that, and it could have been that their grandfather worked a 365-day year and never spent anything, and so they're the beneficiary of that. But I don't see how a soldier who runs off and fights for your freedom is one of these things where I should try to shame you because you didn't run off and fight for your freedom. You live in a free country. It's a volunteer army. Should I get to hold that over your head? No, you don't get to practice that freedom. You didn't go and fight for it. Well, then why can you go after this guy for his money if he didn't earn it? It's just one of those things. It You don't look at it in terms of balance, right? It's That's not a compromise thing for you. It's a skewed point of view. And you look at it and go, okay, this is how I'll make myself feel better. He and she and that, that family's just... That's unfair. The unfair argument can be a good one if they defrauded people. If it was what you would consider illegal or immoral, or you know, if there's some way that you are internally looking at it and saying, "Hmm, I don't think that's a valid means to an end." Can happen preacher goes on tv he makes a lot of promises to old people and young people and he's raking in the cash and you know it's but that's that blind faith thing they're putting blind faith in him that future blessings will come and instead of putting their money into a retirement fund they're putting it into a donation those people could be putting that money away instead they're investing it into Uh, divinity is not the right word, but it's it's kind of like it, I, as I'm picturing the preacher raking in the money, like some guy who's at the World Poker Tournament. I also pictured there is this man sitting in this chair, and he's got his arms out, and he's reaching around the money in a 180 in a, in a you know half a circle and he's and he's pulling in all the cash right he's reaching out there like a tool on a job site would reach down and reach down and clamp it like one of those gaming machines where you put your money into the claw machine and you reach it over there and you're trying to claw something that's what he's trying to do but i was also picturing that shape that half a circle going into one place. <laughs> what I was picturing is basically you just throwing your money into a wood shipper, you know, and there it goes out the other side. You'll never see it again. 
You might have done something. You might have contributed to something beautiful. Maybe it's a nice church. Maybe you really like the way he entertains you. Maybe you're paying him to being an entertainer. And that's not, not a bad thing. A lot of folks out there on the street corner who are out there auditioning for your money. It's really all about the presentation. I mean, you you know, wrestlers do the same thing so that you'll buy a ticket, Cirque du Soleil, and you name it, right? These are entertainment venues that you're going to. And sometimes going down the street is a street fair or an entertaining place to be. Other folks who are not there with those means have to buy the old Florida. I call it the Florida. The panhandler's license. And to go pay the local place, get a panhandler's license, and then you can do whatever you want to try to beg for money. Whether you're real or you're playing a character. I'm homeless and I'm Michael and... No, I don't have a podcast. Give me that 20. <laughs> but, you know, you're you're paying the entry fee, the panhandler's fee, for the right to use whatever means you'd like to be able to collect money from people. You've just now paid your entry fee. That's all it is. So, I just... I began this show by talking about the email that's, you know, that's, you look at the old, the is TH3 instead of E. And you go, oh, that, that's the word E. And there's a, a whole programmers, hackers, gamers, online language for this. Three represents three, seven represents T, and beyond, right? And so, that's a fun premise for them. As, as much as the guys who are in jail are trying to sneak code past the guards by writing out a long letter. Water the Mary Golds Thursday at 4. You know, it could be the language. It could be that, the you know, the third letter in every word spells. You know, there's all kinds of codes that go throughout history. And there's wonderful movies about these things, wind talkers and things. So maybe you're a fan of Dan Brown, the Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons. I think there's even a new one I didn't need know I saw the other day. So it's it's a game. And that to some people is a way to get around the system. Like I said earlier, if you feel that people are doing things, gaining their dollars, their wealth in this unfair or illegal way we have a system for that but we also are very gullible people convenient people I'll give my money to him he'll make my prayers come true no you can just go out and work hard I really want a nice set of glasses but I'm going to go down to the dollar store and buy me a set of glasses You know, you could not <clears throat> screw up your water supply and then you're not running around buying bottled water that may or may not be causing cancerous things to happen to you. You could drink straight from the faucet. Imagine that. No, Michael, I don't like weeds in my yard. I'm going to pour Roundup in the ground and pour oil onto the soil. And the various other things that we allow companies to do. Several years ago, there was a <clears throat> around here where 
much like nuclear waste plants have a place that they put their radioactive waste. There are radioactive places where power companies store things, and they sometimes call these ash ponds. Turns out those things are not impenetrable. They're not perfect, and sometimes they leak into the groundwater. So there was a there was a story about how one of them had leaked into the groundwater and don't drink from this river. And okay, and I remember that I read a different investigative story that there were like seventeen of these places in the state that I live, and they all had these issues, but that was never pushed. And it's a power company. What are you, you going to you know, do without power? Are you going to boycott them? Now, certain places, you could switch. They have a competitor. But the only recourse for the state would be to file a civil suit. Give them a fine. Make them pay to clean up their mess. Pretty simple, right? You broke it. You bought it. What happens if I go into the antique store and play football with a... Hey! Go along, man. I'm feeling like Colin Kaepernick. You're going to take a knee? No, I'm going to throw this vase 50 yards down this... Oh, crash. Guess what? I'm buying it. You drive your car through the front of the restaurant. They don't go, oh, I'm sorry. Here, take a happy meal. We'll let the insurance cover it. They're going to file it against your insurance. They're going to send you a bill. That's what they're going to do. Negligence is a real thing. Sometimes it causes you to misspell small words on a large scale. Sometimes you're negligent in terms of the bubble that you live in versus the bubble we all live in. If you don't have the ability to know what's negligent, It's that I mean, talk to the people around you. Be on the same page. There's you may consider that an individual responsibility. I would consider that a community responsibility. But if you have the ability to share, uh-huh, hey, there's a gallon loose. He's got a knife. No, I'm just gonna go hide in my closet, and I'm not gonna tell you, and you get stabbed. Does that? Sound cool to you? Why didn't you tell me? Well, you know, convenience. Just just say convenience to call you up, to knock on your door, let you know. I'll let you find out for yourself. And that's where the world gets into trouble. You're in school and you're now in the neighborhood and in a cluster of people who may or may not have good information. But you are willing to take the risk versus reward. You're willing to take the chance that they'll find out for themselves. There's a reason I have this podcast to make it available. So maybe you don't have to find out for yourself. Or maybe this is the way you find out or you start asking questions. I could do nothing. Wouldn't affect me very much. But a lot of what I'm telling you, though it may be harder work, will bring you, the world around you, and the people after you, a significantly higher quality of life.
So I'm not taking that chance of saying, yeah, you'll just find out for yourself. I take the extra time, despite other circumstances that keep me from recording regularly, and try to say to you, look and listen, have awareness, develop the ability to communicate and to compromise. then we all have good information. Whatever choices we may make, it's fair. And that's what we look at in terms of due process, in terms of our judicial system, the discovery, right? Prosecutor has to tell the discovery evidence over to the defense, and they have to turn over discovery evidence back to the prosecution and makes it a fair trial. You may not like that word. You may not believe in fair or you know anything but selfishness, but it destroys everybody's quality of life. Like I said, if you want to pay people to entertain you, if you want to use your money for convenience and things of that nature. It's the same as when I say that you can say anything you want. You can spend your money on anything you want. You just never know what it'll really cost you. Anyway, I uh, had a few things to say this morning. Hope you guys are doing well. And uh got a couple of, of interesting episodes coming uh, this week. I've got extra long week. I decided my therapy would be to uh, record at least two this week. And uh, I hope everybody has enjoyed the Father's Day that I had the <laughs> had the wrong calendar date for. Uh, enjoyed your Independence Day. Ironically enough, as I'm telling you that you all should get together and not be so independent. And enjoy the rest of your summer and the chance to have some photosynthesis. This season where we can harvest and bloom and get out there and get you a tan and clear your skin up and... All the beautiful things that come from being in the sun. Take advantage of it. I promise you, it's much better than the other things I'm describing here, which metaphorically and physically mean that you're living a sheltered life. <laughs>